fade in. You're listening to Let's Bogart. Please welcome your host, Daniel Williston. It's me, it's just me. Welcome, buds. You're listening to Let's Bogart, the recreational review podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in. So, whether you're here for the plot or the pot, we'll roll cameras and roll joints and curate a pairing experience, both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature. <laughs> buds! It's a great episode today. I'm so excited to get you into it. I don't want to waste any time. Well, I don't want to waste any. I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't ever set out intending to waste your time with these things. I, I guess I'm just uh, I'm trying to establish a, a connection. This is our time to have a conversation. I have a conversation with my guest when we get to that part of the show. But right now I'm talking to you and I just want you to know you're awesome. Here's something I want to talk about. Um, uh, I've been talking with people who don't know the weed industry very well, don't know uh, uh, cannabis very much, haven't used it themselves, or when they do, it's just at parties and it's just for fun. They're not really interested in learning that much about it. And I've been talking to people who know so much more than me about cannabis. Uh, and you know what's interesting to me is that when I talk to real cannabis people or what I feel like are real cannabis people, uh, I feel very in the dark. Like, I feel like I, I don't know enough to be talking to this person. I don't know enough to be uh, sharing an opinion about what I think. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to have conversation and, and soak it all in. And I never started this podcast as a way of saying that I'm an authority on on cannabis. I knew that I was on a journey just like everyone else is. Even the people who uh, have spent more time in it than me, that know more than me, I know that they're themselves on a journey and they look up to people who know more than them, probably. And then I talk to people who uh, don't know that much about cannabis and I feel like I know a whole bunch and I love educating. I love sharing any information that was given to me because uh, I feel like it's my responsibility to pass it along. Just like... uh, The cannabis plant is a beautiful plant that grows in the ground and Mother Earth feeds her and gives it to us so that we can uh, heal ourselves and uh, uh, deal with the pressures of life and get the most out of life. I think that information about cannabis uh, should also be that way, freely given and received. Um... So what do I want to say about that? I guess not much. I I guess what I want to say is that let's all recognize that we're on a journey. If someone knows more than you, try try to learn from them. If somebody knows less than you, try to teach them. And I don't know that there's any reason to, like, (laughs) lord over other people. If somebody likes a product that I don't like, I I don't think that person is garbage (laughs) i i think that they've found something that works for them whether that's uh the genetics of the plant itself whether that's the price point whether that's uh uh the aesthetic of it maybe it's just the thing that uh, they've had a good experience with and they know and feel safe with it so let them have it what's the what's the problem 
I guess uh, I find that in acting too. I find that in theater uh, a lot, in film a lot. There's uh, uh, I just uh, living in Toronto and being a <laughs> good old boy from Saskatchewan. <laughs> I guess I I really uh, what rankles me is uh, elitism. I don't ever want to feel like I'm being elitist to somebody else, and I never want to feel like it, it. I know that it doesn't feel good when someone acts elitist towards me so isn't this uh, like just a, a big old pool party where we can all jump in the water and get exactly what we want out of it or we can if we don't like the water we can uh, sunbathe by the pool and drink margaritas and if we don't like margaritas we can enjoy some i don't know iced tea like barbecue Maybe uh, we're vegetarian. We don't like the barbecue so much. We can have some, you know, chips or fruits or salads or whatever. The, wh whatever. I'm, I'm getting lost in my own metaphor. Basically, uh, think about somebody in your life. If I can, if I can offer this, I'm going to challenge myself to do this. So maybe, maybe you can take it on as well. Let's all think about somebody in our life who knows a little less about something than we do and someone who knows a little bit more about something than we do and try to humbly learn from the people who can educate us and pass on that education to people who can learn from us. I think that makes the cannabis community all the better. Ah, oh, well, that soapbox is broken. Let me step down from it. Ugh. Ugh. Perfect. Now we have a whole episode of Let's Bogart to get to, and I'm super stoked about this. This is one of my uh, uh, movie that I came upon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'll you'll understand. You you you'll you'll get it um, later <laughs> when you hear what movie it is. It, you you've already clicked on it. You know what movie it is. It's Short Bus. This is a 2006 drama comedy. It was rated R in the USA and R in Canada. It is, uh, trigger warning, quite sexually explicit. That's sort of the name of the game with this uh, with this movie. Um, it's got a 68% Rotten Tomato score, and wouldn't it have been great to just have one more percent? Can one reviewer go on and just give one more positive rating because I think that would be very fitting. Uh, Metacritic gave it 64. It's a real cool movie. It's very different than everything else that's out there. And uh, we got to... I, I This is our first uh, drink um, uh, uh, episode. We haven't actually done a full episode about a specific drink. We've done some edibles. We've done a lot of strains, smoking, vaporizing. But this is the first time that we are dealing with something that emulsifies in liquid. No, emulsifies? No, no, no. Uh, something that uh, uh, is water-soluble. And that is the Very Vel Tingle Drops, owned by Hexo, part of Trust Beverages. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it was really interesting. <laughs> I've got a very funny story about why you should always read the instructions, uh, that I get to in the conversation. And we have, we, we do the tingle drops and we watch short buzz and we have an amazing conversation with this really amazing artist who I'm a huge fan of and, uh, uh, and blessed to get to call a friend. Um, She's excellent, and uh, we have a, a really interesting back-and-forth conversation about this really, uh, uh, really intense movie. 
and I love it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Daniel, can you tell me a little bit about who we have on the podcast today? All right, my next guest is an incredible singer and actor who grew up in Ottawa, Ontario. She placed fifth in the fourth season of Canadian Idol and graduated from George Brown Theatre School. Since then, she's appeared on stages across North America, including the first national tour of Spring Awakening, as well as her Dora Mavor Moore Award-nominated performance in Young People Theatre's Cinderella, a Ratical Retelling. From 2018 to 2020, she can be seen on the Royal Alexandra Theatre and Elgin Stages and Mervish's hit Canadian musical Come From Away. Since the pandemic has started, she and stage manager Lisa Humber have been the hosts of Check In From Away, a theatre talk show produced by Mervish Productions, which has been a bomb for these theatre-less times. But with theatre coming back, there's going to be a time in the near future where you can see this performer live, and as she is only the best, we at Let's Bogart suggest you buy those tickets. Please welcome Welcome to the show, Steffi Cantonio. Oh my goodness, Daniel, thank you so much for just the beautiful introduction. I really appreciate it. And also, you said my last name correctly. Hey, I looked it up. Hey, oh, you looked it up. I sure did, because you know what? Wow. I, I remember when you first introduced yourself to me, you were like, Steffi D, no one can do the last name. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And, totally. And so I was like, well, that sounds like a challenge. So I, I came yes. home. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I worked on it and I looked at it and I was like, it's it's a good last Thank name. Thank you. We gotta have I, it I can't tell you how many times it has been brutally butchered on, <laughs> on interviews, like radio or TV. Like, honestly, I've heard it all. And uh, I'm always surprised when somebody gets it actually right. I'm like, great. This is amazing. Is there is there one that you remember that was like, oh, this was the, the worst oh, butchering gosh. of it? Oh my goodness, great. Honestly, there there have been so many. Any way that you might misread my name, like it's happened. <laughs> like uh, live on the radio or live on TV. That's why I'm like, you know what? Steffi D's great. Steffi D's And good. you know, Steffi D actually came from my time on Canadian Idol. Oh, um, sure. Some of the judges were telling me like, hey, it's too complicated. People at home will be intimidated by it. Sure. Go buy Steffi D. So then Ben Mulrooney started calling me Steffi D. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just stuck. Yeah. Honestly, it's a good one. If you're gonna like release an album or something to have Steffi hey, like, right on there, like totally. Why on. not? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Steffi, I, I have you on the podcast today. So the, the yes. first question that we ask guests when they come on yes. is what was your first experience with cannabis like? Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? I am because so it's ready. a story. Oh, I'm okay. so excited. <laughs> yeah, so it's a story. Um yeah, okay. So I went to George Brown Theater School, but I only actually went for one year and never graduated. I'm a college dropout, oh. actually. Um, but so listen, uh, it wasn't because of the weed that I dropped out, <laughs> just so everybody's clear. Um, no, so I went to George Brown Theater School, and I remember I was in voice class, and our wonderful voice teacher was telling us how to take care of our voices and how, you know, it, it's important to take care of your voice when you're doing eight shows a week in theater, because I am a performer. And, um, so she tells us, you know, I know that some of you probably like smoking weed, but don't smoke weed. Eat it instead. Yeah. 
So then she said, you know, smoke is really bad for the courts, blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, 18-year-old me in college who has never tried weed before. Listen, I was a type A student in high school. I graduated with like a 95 average. Holy like shit. I was a goody two-shoes, like two to the depths of sure. all goody two-shoes is. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, she says that, you know, I'm living out on my own for the first time. It's my first year of college. I'm going through all the new experiences. And I go to my best girlfriends in my theater class and I go... Girls, this weekend we're gonna we're gonna eat weed. Like we're gonna make edibles and we're gonna eat weed. And um, so they were all in. They were like, sure. So uh, they come over to my place on Saturday night, and we. <laughs> Like, listen, like none of us were knew what to do, but we had this one girl who had smoked it a few times and she bought it for us. And then we had to make our own weed butter. Yeah. And again, like clueless, right? Like just putting the thing in the butter, melting it on the stovetop. We're like, okay, like I guess whatever. Then we make cookies with them. Uh-huh. We just make these cookies and I will never forget the smell of this. It smelled like Parmesan cheese down the hall. Like you could smell the parm, like the like you know weedy, like yeah. I don't know, down the hall. Uh, we baked the cookies, and honestly, they tasted disgusting. Like they just like did not taste good whatsoever. Yeah. But we're like, okay, let's do it. We're gonna eat a cookie. So we all eat a cookie, and um, yeah, we all eat a cookie. We wait an hour. Nothing happens. So we're like, we should eat another cookie. We didn't make them strong enough. Oh, no. So we ate another cookie. Uh And then another hour passed. And we're like, this isn't working. So then the girl calls her drug dealer and is like, hey, man, like, what is this weed you sold us? We don't feel anything. He's like, drink milk or orange juice or something. I think we drank some, but I can't remember if I had some in my fridge. But anyway, then we're like, okay, let's just have one more half. So then all of us have another half. And um, then literally, like, again, an hour passes. Like, it's getting so late. It's like 11 or midnight-ish. And we're like, okay, let's put on a movie and, like, see what happens. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. (laughs) And I'm talking like... Uh, I I don't think I've I've ever been. There's only one other time that rivals this time of being stoned, especially that it was my first time. <laughs> but we are. I just remember we were watching Rocky Horror Show, the amazing the movie choice and uh, amazing choice. Of course, my friends had never seen it, and I've seen it a hundred times. Of course, it's probably my favorite musical, one of my favorite musicals. Yeah. And uh, and I just remember like going like wow what is happening to me and then a friend of mine was like i'm hungry can you make me a grilled cheese so then i started making a grilled cheese and i'll never forget the passage of time became so screwed up that like i legitimately like had just put in the thing like this is such a vivid memory putting in the bread and the cheese in the pan then turning away for literally five seconds Mm -hmm. and then screaming oh my god i forgot the grilled cheese in the pan (laughs) I'm burning it and then turning back and honestly nothing had happened. Like it wasn't cooked. It wasn't anything. It was just like, and then I mean, what ensued was like um, a bit of panic later. (laughs) 
Um, honestly, only hours later, like it was like maybe two or three o'clock in the morning where I was like, man, I wish I still wasn't super stoned. <laughs> and then um, went to sleep. And again, the same thing with the grilled cheese started happening. It's like I was closing my eyes for a minute and then thinking an hour had passed and then right. would wake up and be like, great, I'm so rested. <laughs> and then looked at the clock and I was like, man, I don't know what's going on right now. And then I just ended up being like seriously stoned mm-hmm. for like 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, bless little 18-year-old me. Um, <laughs> and you know what's so funny? I swore after that experience I would never, ever do edibles again. Uh, and here we are. And here we are doing edibles that, on the that's podcast. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a classic story, though. That, yeah, the, isn't the it? Waiting an hour and waiting an hour. Nothing's <laughs> yeah. happening. Just a mm-hmm. little bit more. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that when I was in college trying to figure out how to make like weed-infused yeah. vegetable oil to make brownies mm-hmm. and shit. And they would yeah. just be like, I think I should just have a half more. I'm like, I don't think you should nope. have any more. <laughs> like, and don't then even, cut to me don't. like carrying them out, <laughs> bringing them oh, back absolutely. into the apartment. Yeah, that's the, the couch, thing. you're fine. Literally, nobody left my apartment that night. Everybody slept because literally one of the girls was too scared to get in the elevator. Oh, yeah. I yeah, was yeah. like, the other girl was just like, I'm, I'm less stoned, so I'm going to keep an eye on you guys. <laughs> like, it was just, it was madness. And then we all went back to school, like, just like, pale face like just ghosts on the Monday just going like screw you voice teacher for making us think for telling that we us could we should this. have edibles all of a oh sudden. my god seriously like just it, it was wild it was seriously wild yeah so, so when there you was go. the the next time that you 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 swore off it I will never do this ever again yeah, when was yeah. the, the, how long in between that and the next time that you were like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try Oh, great it. question, actually. This is another really epic story. Um, it's shorter, I promise, awesome. but it's it's still just as epic. <laughs> also, I hope it doesn't get me in trouble <laughs> by saying it, but I'm going name. to tell you this story. So I literally, I, I didn't do edibles for for. A couple of years after that, I didn't really like smoke weed either, to be honest, like all that much. Mm -hmm. But I was on the Spring Awakening tour and we had like we had somebody on the tour who was like just a weed connoisseur. And he had a volcano and he had this like huge party bag that he made so we could pass it around. So, you know, we were like young and dumb and, you know, whatever, partying a lot when we were on tour. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there was this one time. Um, that we were actually heading to Toronto. We were coming to Toronto to do the show at the now Ed Mervish Theater mm-hmm. in downtown Toronto. And uh, we actually, I forget where we were before, like what stop we were at, but we got on a bus and we were crossing the border. And I'll never forget, like just like being on that bus. It was a very long drive. I think it must have been like six hours from like point A to point B. Sure. But I will never forget this. I was sitting next to someone who was on tour with me who had... Um, baked all of the rest of his weed in like microwavable trays of brownies you know (laughs) uh, before we got on the ride and um so he was like eating them throughout and we were watching a movie and then you know somebody um one of our bosses stands up and is like hey guys we're about to cross the border in about like 15 minutes get your passports ready and then chase is like oh crap I still have a tray of brownies left. You have to help me finish them. And I was like, no, 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 no. I had a really bad, bad experience in college. You don't understand. Like, I can't do it. And he's like, no, 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 come on. Just like help me a little bit. And I was like, fine. So I took like a little bit of it and I ate it like just so reluctantly. And I just, anyway, 20 minutes pass and um, 
you know, I think I was starting to feel the effects like just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I I wasn't an experienced pot person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I got a little paranoid, like probably when I was younger, when I was like doing some weed. (laughs) And uh, and then we got to the border and the police officers, you know, the the border officers that come up on the bus Mm -hmm. and they're like, all right, you know what we heard? There's a Canadian on the bus. <laughs> so these like, you know, these cops are like calling me out. I was the only Canadian at the time in the production. Amazing. And so they're just like, hey, welcome home. And they're like doing this whole thing. And the whole time I'm like so paranoid, I'm, like giving them my passport. And I'm like, don't don't act weird. Like, just don't act weird. And it was just like it was just something else. Yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. And then the first meal I had when I got back to Toronto was spring rolls. Amazing. I remember that. Yeah, there you go. And fitting so with details. the show that you're doing and everything. Oh, right. Spring Rolls, Spring Awakening. Sure. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's such an impossible task that people tell themselves, I do this all the time when I'm high. Just don't act weird. Don't act weird. You can't <laughs> do a negative. So yeah. there's really, you've got to find yeah. a way. Like, it's like acting, right? You've got to find a way to, how do I make this a totally. positive? How do I yeah. do <laughs> to not do That's something, I point. have to be doing something yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's funny that you make it like an acting exercise. You're sure. like, don't play a negative, play Just, a you positive. You can't play a negative, just play a positive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do I positively yeah. do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> To look sure. normal. Yeah, <laughs> to look right? Oh, man, the hands, that's a real thing, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. so uh, when I talked to you about coming on the show, you mm-hmm. you talked about uh, uh, this product, which we're going to do, which yes. is the Very Veil Tingle Drops. Yes. So what was, yeah, I got my two. <laughs> I got them right here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how did you, uh, how did you discover those? Like, what was your. Yeah. So um, this is how I discovered these. Um Actually, I was dating someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the keyword here is was. Uh, sure. But, you know, um, I went to a cottage with this person and a couple of his friends. Mm-hmm. And um, he had these. And I hadn't done edibles in a really, really long time. And sure. again, it was just like, I was like, am I going to do this? But, you know, peer pressure will do things to you. <laughs> I was trying to impress this boy who I thought was really cute. And um, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, give me give me some drops. And I think he just conservatively, I think, gave me just a few to start. And then, honestly, I had the time of my life. Like, we were in the lake, and it was, like, so mellow and just felt really, really great. Mm -hmm. So that's how I was introduced to them. And then after that, like, kind of, like, this has been my go-to... Uh, my go-to edible, I, I want to say, probably, or my go-to weed experience, period. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I, yeah, I very rarely, rarely smoke. But again, I, I think it just makes me cough. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And I, I, like, can't hold my weed when I smoke. Sure. So, um, and I actually uh, prefer the body high from the an edible than, than maybe just the cerebral yeah, high. Yeah, like, yeah. just the head, heady thing. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah they've been like a, a staple in my in my household since then. <laughs> I love it cuz it's it yeah the the one to one of it having CBD in equal yes. measure there really mm. kind of relaxes me. I can Totally. On the edibles I I I I tend to be a, a, a cannabis 
uh, like I like trying different kinds and sure, seeing what the yeah. different ones do to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I have like a really heady sativa, it can lead to like headaches and, and oh, paranoia yeah, sure. and anxiety. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I just don't want any of that. And sometimes when I have edibles, because I still don't quite know what the perfect dosage is for me. Yes, right. I end up getting that same kind of like mm, it's too I much and saying. paranoid and yeah. what should I be doing with my yeah. hands? So yeah, having that right. CBD in there as well really kind of relaxes the whole thing. And like you said, like chills you out. And, and So, so chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like also, I think they pick the name very well. Like <laughs> it does make your body kind of tingle. Yeah. Like it is like... Yeah, I I don't know. It's like very, they just chose very, very well. I think so. I think so. Oh, I said very well, and that's the name of the company. That's right, very well. Oh, oh, very well. Oh, there you go. I I didn't know that. I've never read it properly. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Fantastic. They're great. uh, What, do you know anything about the company? Yeah, it's so funny. I, I don't. I've never actually looked into it. The only things I can say is, look at this sexy packaging. The packaging is super sexy. It's awesome. It's super sexy. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I think it's like easy to dose. Like the drops are really great. You, if you know kind of what you can handle, it's like yeah. easy to calculate. It's easy to control. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, honestly, I just feel like the the... Just the tingly, <laughs> that's the only word to describe it. Yeah. It's like, it's just like tingly. And like, also when I start to feel the effects, mm-hmm. I always get cold, which is so interesting. Like I don't know chills, if you got like, cold. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get cold and I have to like put, had to put on a nice big sweater because <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there's but something uh, that's yeah. nice about being cozy. I think when you're doing uh, sure. uh, edibles, there's something about of like course. having a weed brownie in like, like winter time with a fire going oh, on and like putting yeah. Feet up with hot cocoa, and, like, <laughs> or on a bus when you're about to cross sure, the border yeah. into Canada. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, weed's great for any occasion. But yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so That's I want to so go funny. back because you, you talked about the packaging, and what I do think is yeah. really cool about what they're doing that other people aren't is that the, uh, the packaging is made out of cardboard, so it's fully oh, recyclable yeah. in a way yes. that a lot of the other brands that are doing just plastic and a lot of yeah. plastic to keep everything. Good point. Yeah. Excellent. Really like point that, that I hadn't them. thought of. Also, when people see it in the recycling bin, they'll be like, wow, she's had a lot of fun, <laughs> you know? So it's like for the cool factor and for the recyclable Absolutely. factor, it's Come great. On. Yeah. And you also <laughs> talked about the easy dosing. So that's one of the things yes. that this company has uh, done maybe better than anybody is because most other oils yeah. come with like a milliliter dropper yes that you like right. put in and put upside mm-hmm. down and pull out or whatever yeah. and this has just the automatic dropper so you yeah it's measured per drop perfect so you can, yes you can know that you're getting 2.5 of this 2.5 that's of, right of exactly and cbd yeah. per droppage so yeah and one of the other things so i'm gonna tell you you told me about how you <laughs> did not do well on your first <laughs> Your nope. first time. So I'm going to yeah. tell you what I <laughs> fucked up about this particular product. Uh-oh. Here we I, go. I read about it after I had dosed myself. So I was like, okay, well, this is an oh, oil. Right. So okay. like yeah. any other oil, I just started dropping it under my oh, tongue. Oh, into your mouth. Yeah, yeah, You know what's so funny, Daniel? I almost emailed you to say, <laughs> put it in a drink or water. But then I was like, ah, he's a weed connoisseur. He'll He's going to know what to do. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I bet you were like, this is fudging disgusting. Yeah, it was horrible. They say yeah, that it's like yeah. a light taste of ginseng, but that's mm, if you mm-mm. add it to water. And the thing right. is that all the other drops that, I was like, this this stuff is really expensive. Like, it must be a really good kind of yeah. oil or something, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it would be this expensive for this much yeah. THC and CBD and milliliters per bottle. Yeah. But it's because it's specifically designed to uh, emulsify in the in the drink, right. whereas other yes. oils stay separate from it. So right. if you put other CBD, like retican oil or whatever, like if you put that into a drink, it doesn't mix. And so right, can, it doesn't mix. It can right. like stick to the wall of the drink or whatever. So we say, yes. don't do that. Like put it onto your yeah. tongue so you get the full effect of the thing. <laughs> so here I am dosing out like 12, oh. 15 drops under the tongue. And I'm like, it's... Like the taste of ginseng and the bitterness of the weed is so much. I'm like, this is disgusting. And then I'm reading about all this technology that they employed to make the oil (laughs) dissolve and water soluble and all that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're like, whoops. So then whoops. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then whoops. I mean... I got, I got so high, like way higher than I had intended to get. Oh, because, because it wasn't mixed? I guess so. I, I don't know. Maybe I... That's an interesting point. I didn't think of that. I also couldn't measure exactly how many drops were happening because it was happening Because so you couldn't see it. <laughs> Very dumb. Oh, man. So that I, This is getting more hilarious by the minute. Yeah, but yeah. See, it was, I had an instinct last night to literally <laughs> message you and go like, I need to make sure he's going to put it in a drink. Like... It, that's what I'd like. I, you know what? For the purposes of this podcast, yeah. I put it in water because I wanted to make sure I could analyze the taste and like whatever. Interesting. Usually I'll put it in a drink drink. Like yeah, yeah, in yeah. a gin and tonic or like a vodka soda sure. or something. Because it masks the taste a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's unbearable, like by mm. all means, but if you're dropping it straight into your mouth. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's just, disgusting. It's, it, it, apparently it's yeah. safe. I looked it up. Of afterwards. course. It's, it's yeah, very safe. But it's just, it's not the most most enjoyable way no, to enjoy the product and they've not. put so much work into yeah, making it into so making that. it that way that you can mix it yeah, in yeah, a yeah. drink in a liquid so yeah. uh, uh for all reasonable cannabis users out there just read about it beforehand take <laughs> yeah, a look at the packaging it it. yeah that, that's what i wind up doing i tend to like when i smoke a new joint or something i i yeah. light it and then as i'm smoking it i'm reading the label and whatever because i yeah <laughs> but this right. one could have used a, a quick peruse yeah, a quick peruse just on google yeah you know, just a quick guggle.com, as I like to call it. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. For, no, I'm it's, so sorry. It's great. It was, it's, great. it's great to learn that because now I'm going to be able to talk to customers about that at the store. It's yeah. going to be nice. And be, yeah. <laughs> like, and hey, say, don't put this, hey, put it in water. I love ginseng. Just really yeah. love the taste of yeah. ginseng. It's so funny. One time I had tried one drop under my tongue uh-huh. and honestly, it discouraged me from ever doing it again. It, it's too potent and it's yeah. too intense. Yeah. In water, honestly, it's pleasant enough. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's it's easy to drink. Like it does, you're not drinking it and feeling like it's like dis, a disgusting sub- substance. It's kind of like woody and earthy. Yeah. Kind of like it gives it a little bit of flavor, but it's not unbearable by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure. I think what, what happens Hexo, Hexocorp is the like the p- 
parent company of, okay. of Verivel is one of the companies within that. They also make some drinks, but they also have like yeah. trust beverages, which is like House of Terpenes and Little Victory and stuff. Oh. And House of Terpenes, I think, is a really interesting drink that they're trying to do because they're trying to, um, rather than mask the taste of the plant right. completely yeah. they're trying to say what kind of flavors can we put in this that will enhance yeah. the taste and not yes. like try to hide it because when you're doing brownies and cookies or whatever yes. all that is is just throwing sugar and chocolate at exactly. it and hoping so, that yeah, you don't taste for anything. sure yeah but suddenly house of terpenes comes out and they have their like limonene drinks so limonene is Ooh, a terpene yeah. that you find in like lemon rind and uh, uh, right. stuff like that so they're trying to say okay if we have some rosemary in there it yes. sort of tastes like the terpene yeah. and makes the terpene a pleasant experience to yes. be able to drink rather than hiding it. I think that they're well, trying to do that with this oil, too, and that yeah. makes it really... You know what I really like? Mm-hmm. Also, Tweed makes drinks. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're like elderflower soda or whatever. They're legitimately delicious yeah. and kind of dangerous because you want to drink them. All. Like They're really, really great. But yeah, again, it's kind of like you still know there's weed in there, but it tastes really good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. To, they just uh, they just changed over the the rules about because they have a thirty gram limit to how much you can have on your person. Oh, um, yes, okay. And that's based on the weight of the thing. So the thing that didn't make sense oh, with drinks because right. drinks, it's taking the weight of the liquid because the liquid course. is the thing that contains the yeah. THC. So even yeah. though a drink only has two point five or like five milligrams, exactly. maybe ten yeah. at the most, mm-hmm. you can only have a five pack. You can't actually sell six drinks, right? But you can oh, sell them an ounce of weed, which they could smoke then for however long. To you know, right? Doesn't make a lick of sense. But it they doesn't. just changed it over now, so you can buy a six pack of something. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, you're, you're a connoisseur. Yeah, My goodness, connoisseur. of course. <laughs> I saw someone yes. the, the, write connoisseur and ask what, what that was. And I was like, yeah, connoisseur is like... Connoisseur. Yeah. Cannabis loves its, like... It's oh, my puns God. And it's uh, 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 portmanteaus. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh, fun. that's so great. Actually, that brings me to say this. And, like, it's funny... I was like, you can't bring up this idea on the podcast because what if somebody steals it? But oh. then this will be proof that I came up with the idea before anybody actually implements it. Dated so I time. am going to say it. Yeah, do it. So um, <laughs> so the guy that I'm dating right now, uh, we came up with all these ideas of uh, like food trucks out outside uh-huh. of uh, a club at 2 a.m., like something you would really want, like yeah. that only makes one thing. Yeah. And we came up with the most hilarious one that I love so much. We want to come up with a cannabis, which is perfect awesome. link into short bus. We're going to talk about hey. the movie cannabis, mm-hmm. short bus. And it's just like, again, cannabis lovers love their puns. So like cannabis, oh, get into so it. Good. And it just sells like edibles at two o'clock in the morning. If you're looking to keep the night going. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Like a little like cannabis. sucker or like a piece of gum yeah, or something. Like that something you can take yeah. With like you. edibles. Exactly. Even some CBD stuff. Cause like, Hey, you're yeah. going to have a hangover tomorrow. So yeah. So you might as well, Uh yeah, mellow, mellow yourself out a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Good. Amazing. (laughs) Thanks for indulging me with that. I love that. I I think you got to trademark it. It's it's, it's Uh, going to happen. TM right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great. All right, Steph. Well, that brings us to the end of our first segment, which means it's time for our first game. You ready for this? Okay. Yes, I'm ready. All right. This is a game called In It to Minute. In It to Minute. 
That is the oh, game yeah, right. where you, our guest, F.E.D., have yeah. 60 seconds to explain everything that happens in Short Bus. We're looking for a everything? beginning. Yeah, yeah. A beginning, <laughs> okay. a middle, and an end, but you only okay. have 60 seconds. So okay, are um, you ready? Can I, can I uh, preface this by saying I apologize to all the listeners how many times in this podcast we're going to say the word orgasm or sex <laughs> because i okay let's it's see if i can intrinsic. okay yeah yeah okay i'm ready let me know when all right three two one and go okay so we open on new york city um and we meet three couples so to speak there is sophia and rob who are a married couple there is also uh the two jamies who are a male gay couple and then we have a dominatrix and one of her clients um there's a lot of stuff that happens in that first scene if you haven't seen it it's very iconic and then after that um sophia is a therapist a sex therapist Therapist, relationship therapist Jamie and Jamie the gay couple we met in the first scene come in to see her about opening up the relationship and then she kind of has like a fit of I don't know whatever and then she seconds. reveals to them that uh, she's never had an orgasm in her entire life so then they say hey we're gonna bring you to this place called short bus which is like this like sex club in New York City in the New York City underground and then eventually you know her and her husband get into a fight there's like a suicide attempt and it, it's crazy and then at the end of the movie, she has an orgasm? Question mark. That is that it. It's time. In a two minute, that was fantastic. I'm Listen, sweating. <laughs> you did so good. You did so. Thank good. you so much. Don't go yeah. anywhere. When we come back, we are going to be talking about Short Bus right here with Steffi D on Let's Bogart. Listen to it. Thanks for tuning into the show, buds. We're just going to stop the conversation for a quick second to let you know a little bit about something that we here at Let's Bogart think is worth paying attention to. And that is Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is a pro-choice community health center that advances and advocates for the sexual health, health, and well-being of youth. They envision a future of sexual and reproductive choice, freedom, and possibilities. Planned Parenthood will be responsive to the changing needs of youth in Toronto and the many people and communities that create the vitality and resiliency of their city. They acknowledge that systemic barriers to equity exist and that they can also perpetuate systematic barriers within their organization. They believe equity can only be achieved by actively pursuing it as a goal and understanding that it is an ongoing process with no completion date. They strive to ensure they are supporting and creating inclusive and equitable environments. They value diversity and inclusion and are committed to working towards equity. They intend to continue and increase their work to make meaningful, respectful, and equitable connections with marginalized communities and individuals through sharing resources, creating more opportunities to collaborate, making authentic connections, co-designing goals, and engaging leaders with lived experiences to ensure all communities in Toronto see themselves reflected at Planned Parenthood Toronto. If you, like Let's Bogart and Steffi D, believe sexual reproductive rights are of great importance to our community, you can donate or volunteer by visiting ppt.on.ca. Or if you'd rather donate offline, please call 416 961 
three extension one two four that's four one six nine six one zero one one three extension one two four or email development at ppt.on.ca or send regular mail to planned parenthood toronto 36b prince arthur avenue toronto ontario m5r 1a9 Sexual health and freedom is a huge concern and should be for all communities. So let's uh, help out the people who are trying to help out our communities in this very way. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And now back to the conversation. All right, we're back. Steffi, (laughs) short bus. Short bus. I tell you the fit of joy that I felt when I yes. suggested this movie to you and yes. you said you had already seen it. Yeah. So who showed it to you? So full circle, again, it goes back to Spring Awakening, is that I was on the Spring Awakening tour. I remember uh, I was in Toronto again, like this is just full circle. We were staying at the King Edward Hotel and I remember one of our cast members was talking about how there was this new movie by John Cameron Mitchell that had non-simulated sex in it and intercourse. And um, I, of course I got really curious, especially doing a show like Spring Awakening. Sure. And I was, you know, I was 19 to 21 when I was on tour. Mm-hmm. So listen, Spring Awakening in more ways than one were <laughs> happening to me as well as everybody else on tour. And uh, yeah, this movie, I was really intrigued. So uh, he gave me the DVD of the movie, like way back when, when also computers still had a DVD slot, like a CD slot, Mm -hmm. eh? And um, yeah, and I watched it one night. I remember my hotel room and uh, it, it was just like a really interesting experience that like I remember, I remembered a lot of the scenes really viscerally yeah. um, from the movie and I'll never forget that halfway through the film, there was a skip on the DVD, like there was a scratch on it. So I actually had to skip a couple of scenes because there was a scratch on it. So this was actually the first time I saw it in its entirety. Like technically scenes were not, not in it. You know what? Unfortunately not. I tried to like think what part I hadn't seen, but I couldn't remember. Honestly, (laughs) not the, all the important bits were there bits, so to speak. Sorry for the pun, (laughs) but uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that was my first experience with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 (laughs) It's, it's a wild movie. Yeah, it is something for sure. And like I mentioned in my uh, uh, in it to minute, Mm -hmm. uh, that first scene is like iconic. Yeah, it's just it's just so it's it's so a lot of things. And I think when you suggested this movie, I was so excited about it because it's just no one has ever gone where John Cameron Mitchell has gone. Yeah. In this, like, no one's ever gone there really again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if any other movie has actually implemented this kind of thing, but I actually don't think it's been that explicit. And what's weird is that even saying explicit doesn't feel right. Yeah. Because, you know, I think there were a lot of debates at the time when the movie came out, if it was pornographic or not. Mm -hmm. And I did some research on it because I was really curious to see what news articles were written about this film. Yeah. And, um, you know... (laughs) 
Uh, Mitchell says, you know, he he mentions, he says, well, pornography is used to sexually arouse yeah, someone yeah. To, to titillate. And in this story, he actually just wanted it to be like just real people having real sex. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? With each other and not something happening to someone, which is often what happens in yes. pornography. Yeah. And um, it was just like, oh, yeah. And he, there was this quote. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to screw it up. I wrote it down. <laughs> OK, he said this. John Cameron Mitchell said this. Sex is like music. It's a universal language. Yeah. And I just thought, like, looking at the movie with that lens also, and, and just the way that it's actually really gently, um, in, like, it's ve- very gentle mm-hmm. in the movie. Like, it's not, like, abrasive, disgusting, dirty. Like, it's actually just really real. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like, genuinely. Thing, that's the thing that I, I really noticed this time and sort of saw reflected in a lot of the... I tried to read a couple of reviews that came out of the yeah, time. Yeah, And totally. that was the thing that most people said is that it's... If you can get past the shock of what the, totally. the main crux yes. of the the experiment is in this yes. film, mm-hmm. what you get is something with a really soft, tender heart. Totally. Like there's so <laughs> yeah. much heart and emotion and yeah. humanity mm-hmm. in yes. these people. And yes. that's the very thing that is so missing in yes. pornography why pornography right. feels like fast food empty calories exactly like. yeah and i think you said it perfectly you said experiment and i think that's how i would describe this movie yeah is that it's more like an experiment an experience mm-hmm. you know maybe more so than other things for me anyway like just like a really tender tender center mm-hmm. and like has like all these really real things yeah. like you know kind of surrounding it but it, that's what's so cool about it it's mm-hmm. just like also like a mix of genres also in it like you know it has a lot of comedy mm-hmm. aspects to it it's a dra- definitely a drama and like is like heavy kind of like hbo stuff but like also yeah just like has a is really grounded mm-hmm. i felt yeah. and then when i started reading about it some more what i found out is that um john cameron mitchell um actually auditioned like thousands of people over tapes yeah and then picked like nine people and then the nine people like improvised over two and a half years they came up with some characters came up with a script and then shot it um and it like what a fascinating journey for like for a filmmaker to to make something like that and then at can apparently it had a 20 minute standing ovation yeah isn't that crazy? Which I get. The the feeling that I have by the time you get to the end of this mm-hmm. movie and Justin yeah. Bond is singing and the, yes. the that really beautiful haunting song yes. at the end and yeah. the orchestra coming in and it becoming a rallying cry for them. Because yeah. that's the, the, the thing about this movie that I really think is, is more revolutionary than... Uh, unsimulated sex because that that has been done before and there are other directors and other Mm -hmm. people who have tried to do that kind of filmmaking but the difference about this one is that the everyone's sexual journey in it uh becomes at the end about community 
Oh, totally. And sex yes. is such a private, such a like a yes. thing that's so that's scary. And like my sex life is is away, and for yes. uh, and yeah. uh, you don't understand. Like my stuff is really weird. Like my yes. problems in, right. in the bedroom are weirder than anybody else's. And by all of these disparate people from different uh, yeah. different communities or whatever, when they meet at Short Bus, suddenly they all kind of realize that they're all. The same in some yes. way that sex yeah. brings us together as humans. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, you just described it so perfectly. <laughs> it, it's so true. Like just the aspect of the sex being so private, mm-hmm. and like you know, you wouldn't understand like what I'm into or like what I do. And really, at the end of the day, it's about just human beings connecting. Yeah, you know, like yeah. just really. Yeah. And again, I'm going back to that freaking amazing quote, like sex is universal like music. It's like, right. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's a fascinating movie, like for those reasons, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. that it's John Cameron Mitchell's second film. I know. His sophomore effort. And he's like breaking down the boundaries of what a film can be. Totally. Yes, I, you're absolutely right. It, it's like crazy to think. Also, uh, Hedvig and the Angry Inch, which I adore. I like, I think it it's, so again, one of my favorite movie musicals, probably. Mm-hmm. And he's brilliant in it. And it's just like, it's just like, again, like, I guess his stuff is just really visceral. Like, yeah. it's just there's really like there's a visceral. Um, and again, I have to commend him for like, at some point, like halfway through the movie, I actually felt like the shock factor again like has gone yeah and it's just like it's so real like yeah. it's just so real and you don't you're not like oh my gosh like what what are they doing or like why am i watching this or whatever also i love i'm notorious for uh, watching movies up until the very bitter end like i will watch all of the credits yeah, as well yeah. even when i especially when i'm in a movie theater mm-hmm. and uh i just had to watch the credits for this because i love seeing like the the billing <laughs> And uh, at the end, there was, instead of extras, it says sextras. I love that. And I just about died. Because, yeah, because those scenes, I mean, we have to tell the viewers, there are some, like, pretty, I guess, graphic uh, orgy sequences in the film. Yeah, which you see full penetration. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, like very, yeah. And, um yeah, it was just like I, I wondered actually about those people, and and uh, again read in an article that um, filmmaker uh, definitely wanted not people who have been in porn or yeah. have performed uh, professionally in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was that was really cool. Again, it was just really real. Like the mm-hmm. sex was real. It wasn't like artifice or you know like I, I don't know. It was just like. Grounded. It was grounded. There's yeah. a uh, there's a featurette where the the two um, main couple, the main straight couple in the yes. in the orgy. Sophia and Rob. The, yeah, the, right. Uh, oh, so the oh no, the couple, the couple in the that orgy. Sh- uh, Sophia eventually right. gets with. Um, at the end, they yes. they were having sex and they were doing a close up, and John Cameron Mitchell was calling out, "Okay, and now orgasm," and she was like, Stop. "Oh, if you give me a second, I could do it for real." And oh. so they and they caught that on the and they have it. Oh on my the ex, gosh, you're joking! Features. No, no, no. It was it's <gasps> really incredible to see and to know like that's such a in especially in the wake of like this is 2006 yeah. before like yeah. Me Too. Uh, and yeah, I was gonna say even when the movie came out, this is like revolutionary <laughs> yeah, for yeah, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and for it to be in the 
like John Cameron Mitchell, there's a he ended up being one of the the people in the orgy, and yes. he is performing cunnilingus <laughs> on a girl, too. which he yeah. said that it was the first time he's ever done it because yeah. he wanted to yes. show solidarity with all the performers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the crew yeah. members were all naked during the orgy scenes too. It's like Stop. every Stop. Yeah, Are yeah, you yeah. serious? I I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. There's something that's just incredible. Solidarity, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That we're all oh my in this gosh. together. We're all trying to touch on That's something that amazing. involves all of us. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it makes me think of you were saying that actress actually has a real orgasm on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's like so crazy is that I was actually watching my best friend told me to watch this like um, Gwen Paltrow documentary on Netflix about the Goop Lab. Uh-huh. And there is an episode, uh, I think it's about like women anatomy or like orgasm or something. I kind of forget what it was about specifically. Mm-hmm. But uh, it said that like we're not used to seeing women actually orgasm for real or seeing labias and like whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's just like it's so interesting to think that because the only time I guess that we're seeing other people, you know, have la petite more, mm-hmm. so they call it, is like when we're being intimate with them or whatever. Sure. And it's that that's like it's really cool to know that. <laughs> yeah. That like in the movie, like you actually saw something really real, probably like the thing that makes us the most present, mm-hmm. like ever. Like you listen, you can't not be present when that's happening to yeah. you. So it's like I, that's interesting. It's <laughs> well, really the, cool. The place that it falls in the story too, for because it's when her and Sophia first make like eye contact yeah, with eye each contact. other, and yeah. she has the orgasm, and then looks at her and this yes. person who's been struggling and doesn't and yes. hasn't had orgasms, like yeah. to see the magic of it take place and to see it not be, even though there's nudity and even though there's un, yes. unsimulated sex, it's not titillating it's not it's not no, like in any way absolutely. about feeling horny or whatever it's yeah. about yeah i don't know the humanity underlying yeah it. i so agree with you that i didn't feel uh like it wasn't like an arousing like thing it's just like you're there really for the story of it <laughs> yeah and it's not, you're not like looking at it and like getting hot under the collar like Mm-mm. it's very at least just is so part in, uh, integrated into the story really beautifully in that way that like not yeah it, it's cool that you said that that's so true yeah it's so cool and yeah. I, I i obviously you did you did some reading about it did you read did. about uh, uh sukian lee and the the controversy yes. around that so you had told me that and i did read a little bit on it and i was shocked actually but then again i'm like well 2006 yeah. you know this is happening yeah so the lead actress i mean you know more about it but uh the lead actress was like threatened to to be fired from her job at the cbc mm-hmm. because of the explicit sex scenes yeah. in um in the movie but then every Everybody kind of rallied together, wrote letters, mm-hmm. um, fought for her right to express herself as an artist, and here we are. Yeah, she was <laughs> able to keep her job. And the yeah. names of the people who did it, too, like it was Gus Van yeah. Zandt, Adam McGoyan, David Cronenberg, yeah. Francis yeah. Ford Coppola, Michael <laughs> Stipe, Moby, yeah. Julianne Moore, yeah. Yoko Ono. Come on! If you have Yoko Ono being like, let this girl keep her fucking job. It's very difficult. (laughs) Isn't it so wild? Yeah, it's crazy. And I think all those names were also in the special, uh, sorry, in the credits in the special thanks. Because I saw like Moby and everything and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a connection there. Interesting. With that. I wonder if that that had happened before it came out, they were able to thank them retroactively. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. There's also like some really funny 
funny moments in the movie that I want to bring up. But Mm -hmm. but also what's incredible is that like essentially the movie is about like a hero's journey of just having an orgasm. And when you put it in that lens, like isn't it kind of like... (laughs) I love that. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really funny. It's like somewhere that no filmmaker has ever gone, I feel. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, it's very interesting. Yeah. I wrote down some notes I like during my, my, my viewing yeah. um, that Hit I'd me. love to share. Please I do. wanted to ask you, because we're both from the musical theater world, uh-huh. was the Jamie who's dealing with depression, like uh, that you know the Jamie I'm talking yes. about, did he give you Mads Rogers from Rent vibe? Oh like, yeah, the vibe? that hair? Come on, yeah, the, ha- and the, the hair kind of looks like Adam Pascal. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh my yeah. god, am I watching Rent right now? <laughs> like this is, yeah. Um, and also the other thing that stood out to me was um, how the technology was so obsolete in it. Oh yeah, like the flip phones the and like beeper it was pre dating app sort of, <laughs> and like you know his Yenta yeah. like like matching him on the thing. Oh. I mean, it was ahead of its time, clearly in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, oh, <laughs> this is something else I thought about during the orgy scenes. No. You know where my mind went during the OG, orgy scenes? Where like not that? not that I was like, oh my god, I'm in shock. I was like, man, we could never shoot this in COVID times. <laughs> Right? Like, I was like, oh my God, this no would one's be a masks. nightmare. Yeah. I was like, it would be a nightmare to shoot. Like, yeah. you'd have to get everybody rapid tested before you did oh, that for God, sure. Yeah. Really close proximity. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought, like, that was definitely an important um, an important thought for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and Daniel, I don't know how you feel about this. What's this? But do you wonder what the movie would look like if it was remade now. Ooh. That crossed my mind. And again, like Stone Steffi was writing down like a lot of interesting questions <laughs> and I'm rereading them and I'm like, right, what if this movie was remade now? Yeah. Remade or rejigged now? Yeah. Like, would, you know, dating apps be a bigger part of it? Honestly, and would yeah. technology and like whatever just be a bigger part of it? Online would for sure be a, a yeah, much bigger. Yeah, like a like, thing? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I Which just wonder. Sort of, I think, ruins it. Like, I think as soon yeah, as these people get right. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and, and all of the like dating apps and stuff, yeah. do they go to the short bus a uh, 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 playground to even Do have they? that community because right. why would you all mm-hmm. of your specific like each of the things that brings them to the short bus are so yes. different that yes, would they ever exactly. find each other in the super in the niche real world, world online or would it be like a reddit a subreddit yeah of like yeah, yeah. hey like i'm having these issues any thoughts like whatever yeah 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 but, but that's a, that's an interesting point like Maybe it is frozen in time in twenty, like in, in two thousand six, because it works in two thousand six and would be just completely different in that sense. So, do you think the movie is a little bit dated, or it's just a slice of life at the time? Well, I think it's a combination. I think it like yeah. having having it happen before the explosion of so- social media. I think is important yeah. because all of their problems would become more social media focused. But also, good point. Uh, I I don't know who helms this movie and does it with such grace if not yes. john cameron mitchell 
Yeah, for I don't sure. think he would be interested in making the the uh, remade right. version yeah, of it. He, and I he can't wouldn't. think of another name of somebody who, especially now in in Me Too times, would want the yes, like right. the the amount yeah. of uh, uh, of care that was taken at this time yes. when it felt yes. like you could maybe like you know find ways to push boundaries and stuff. I think yeah. that that would have a lot more. A lot uh, more insidious connotations, maybe in this. You're day totally and age. right. Yeah. And then maybe, you, like in the time it was made, it was, it was the time that it had to be had made. Had to be, yeah. Yeah, and had to be that, that. Yeah, I just think that's a really interesting because throughout the movie, I was like, I kept wondering. I was like, is this dated? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Like the technology makes it dated or whatever, but it's just like a slice of life at the time. It, yeah. it just makes a lot of sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which but is, it yeah. does, it does bro- broach the thing because like the, the relationship between the stalker, I think, oh, and yeah. James, the Jamie, stalker. who is making yeah. this video. He's, there's so much yeah. of it that he is even like <laughs> in the, in the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, therapist uh, office when he yes. says, can I set this up to tell, I want to take yeah. myself telling the story. So how much of it is performance and how much of it is yes. real life living and how Which much is he's... so social media. Exactly. The <laughs> right? Same so maybe it was ahead doing. of its time. <laughs> I think in, <laughs> in some ways way. it was. Yeah. And exploring that relationship and not only exploring that like stalker victim relationship or the like the fan uh, um, performer relationship, yes, relationship. But to have... Um, to show them both so imperfect, but also have empathy for both of them. Yes. Was really yes. incredible to allow that their sexual union becomes a thing that helps both of them move yes. on from that yeah. obsessiveness totally. into yes. healthier living, healthier mm-hmm. sex lives. Like, Yeah. Wow. You're finding like new layers and levels to this that I I think like last night I didn't think of, but the movie has been like on my mind a lot. You know what I mean? Because I go, why do you tell a story like this? Like, why do you make a movie like this? Like, why did John Cameron Mitchell want to tell this story? Mm -hmm. And it is like just a brutally honest look at just, you know, (laughs) at like sex and orgasms and what it means, Mm -hmm. you know, to connect with someone in that way. And it's just like, it's gorgeous in a lot of ways. And that scene, um, you know, when uh, Jamie is in the window, there's just like a really long shot of him in this like glowing light in the stalker's house. Yeah. And just like zooming it, it was so entrancing. There are like definitely some really poignant moments mm-hmm. in it that are just like really again like iconic for a lot of reasons and, and that aren't explained either like that moment yeah. that they share between them yes I th- is yeah so, is wordless and really and i was like what is he thinking yeah there's something <laughs> profound happening you can yes. see it in their eyes but yes. what is that thing and then the next yeah. time we see them they're coming in together to the yes thing so what happened in the interim in we're the, not yeah shown. in between yeah Totally. Really, like what it is 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 just so much of the intim like moments of intimacy rather than yes uh, full narrative arcs. Yes, c- completely. I so agree with you. It's like all these like little vignettes like held together by the character development, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like these really intimate, 
tender, tender moments mm-hmm. uh, that are really vulnerable. Just I can't even imagine what it must have been like being on that set. Like, again, yeah. just can you imagine? I just like I also I applaud the filmmakers. I applaud like the crew and the cast because I just go like the bravery it must have taken to yeah. go like, OK, I'm going to take off my like it's one thing maybe to have nudity, and, you know, sure. and be naked and then have that other level of intimacy, which is like actually, you know, ha- having intercourse on camera. I mean, that's that's like the ultimate, the ultimate vulnerable thing that yeah. you could ever do on camera, I think. Well, yeah. and, but that's because when you're acting in front of a camera, that's that's what you are trying to do is, is take right. away layers of artifice mm-hmm. and show something yeah. true and probably embarrassing and maybe even painful. Totally. And yeah. all of that. that's what the camera loves capturing. So to see yeah. that in a place where you don't tend to show anybody absolutely yourself in the bedroom and what you are like while you're performing these acts yeah and and then finding the layers of those because we also don't see uh when we see sex acts performed by people on yes. film, usually it's about titillation, and we've talked yes. about like the and performance of that. again, like performance. Yeah, yeah. and you totally. talked about the comedy, the 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 amount of yeah. times that they were in the midst of really graphic sexual things. Yes. He's singing the uh, oh uh, the, my god, the, the anthem national into anthem. his asshole. <laughs> Incredible, hilarious. It's and hilarious. I've thought about like, that seriously. a lot. You, you know, yeah. like the national anthem sung it, into sung a into guy's butt. You've heard, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Of, of laughing in the bedroom. There's so much For of sure. like my own Absolutely. sex life that I I'm like yeah. that that's a thing that we don't see no, a lot. Of course. And I think and it's, it's yeah. Cool. And and in pornography and in movies when sex is depicted, it is so polished. So cool. It's so polished yeah. and so cool like yeah. oh my gosh, like this guy's barely trying and this girl's like in ecstasy yeah, and yeah, like yeah. whatever. It's just like so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> But um, this that's why I keep going back to like the sex was so real, which is why I actually felt it wasn't shocking. Yeah, because it was real. Yeah, like, it was just real. <laughs> yeah. And I just think like this, this movie brings up like so many debates. I was so excited when you picked this because yeah. I think you could really talk about it and depict it and and uh, peel at it. I have a question for you, though. Yeah, hit me. How did you feel about the end of the movie? Does she have the orgasm or not? A. Also, B, you know how there's like the um, the metaphor of the lights flickering yeah. throughout the movie, like, and then the, the literally the power going down, and then, you know what I wrote down, which was again like you know Stone Steffi last night at like midnight <laughs> when she was watching this, I, I wrote her orgasm was powering the entire city, because you yeah. know at the end the lights come back on and mm-hmm. she she has her moment of ecstasy and or so we think mm-hmm. I don't know like. I felt like it was ambiguous. I, I agree. And I think that maybe my my read of it is that maybe it's not the having the orgasm isn't the important thing for her. The thing mm-hmm. that is important is that she lets go of lets the go. the uh, the need, the pressure. She talks about right. the pressure feeling like someone's trying to kill her and she, you know, in that, yes, in that right. one scene with the yeah. woman. Yes. Um, and I think that there's maybe something in her that allows herself to 
enjoy sex for the yes. first time without yeah. any pressure. And I think yeah. whether she has the orgasm or not, Doesn't matter. she is able to let go in a way that turns all the lights back on because it's her frustration. Yeah. It's her trying so hard yeah. to get the thing, mm-hmm. which I think is a really powerful metaphor for the things that we want in the world. Yeah. And it's not just about yeah. sex. It's about anything mm-hmm. that we focus on that, the, the um, that we don't have. If yeah. only we had this, then our lives would yeah, come together totally. and be a perfect thing yes, or whatever. And yes. then, so your whole day, your whole week, your whole month, year is spent yeah. thinking yeah. of how I am incomplete because this thing is not enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, the, the other thing, again, it just like brings up to how for, for, I find that like often I think sex is depicted as being like a destination. Yes. You know, and like in this, like, I guess the way that you're describing, maybe the ending isn't about uh, her having the orgasm. It's about her just letting go. I go like, right. It's like the journey. Again, it's just like the journey. Like it shouldn't just be about the destination. It's like what happens in between, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. Well, brilliant in so many ways. And what an incredible thing too, because pornography is so built on the male climax being the end of the, yes. that's the destination that we're heading totally. towards to yeah. make an entire movie about the female orgasm yes. and not even uh, explicitly tell you whether it was had or not at yeah. the end. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what an Good incredible, point. incredible like cup game to play with people. Hey, you're absolutely right. I, I, that's such an excellent point. I, I just, I love this so much. Like. <laughs> This, you know what? I, I love, I love watching movies so much. Yeah. I miss theater in pandemic times, yes. but this is what I, I love so much, like banter about um, something, you, depicting something like, what did this mean? Yeah, like, what yeah. does this mean? And I think this movie has so much to offer in that sense that it's like, can be interpreted kind of however, and yeah. especially the ending and like, who knows? Like the movie itself is a journey through all these yeah. things and it doesn't give you all the answers. Yes. Like even about, again, uh, Jamie and Jamie, you don't <laughs> have all the answers. You kind of, the, the dominatrix storyline isn't completely closed, but yeah. I feel like, you know, again, she has a journey where she connects with, you know, Sophia. And it's just like, again, you don't, you don't hear all the answers. You don't know all the information, Yeah. but you understand it on a visceral human level. Yeah. That like something happened or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's really great. It's really cool. Yeah, really cool. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) It says no caller ID, so I'm Oh, no. Okay, okay. Uh, I read something about um, The Simpsons where they said that uh, Homer says something stupid to Marge. um, And instead of animating Marge to have a reaction they'll leave her standing there completely still and what it allows the audience to do is imprint their own reaction on the completely still un un um molded uh uh, animated thing and i think that there's there's a lot of comedy in that and i think that that's a a similar thing in what this does having the jamie staring at each other in that window having something profound happen to them the audience then gets to decide what that means to them and reflect their own sexual journey on it then too yeah oh my gosh yeah that's an excellent point yeah Yeah. amazing it's pretty cool yeah, it's really cool. Also, I mean, I feel like 
I, I have to also bring this up. The actor who plays Jamie in that first scene does what Marilyn Manson has always wanted to do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I'm figuring without removing some of his ribs. Uh, it's very impressive. I just like I impressive. have to say I think that's that's what I had first heard about the movie before I saw the movie. Sure, it was like that and... act. Yeah, it just succeeds. Um, yeah, and and another moment of comedy that I, I had to bring up. I I honestly laughed so hard. Like I thought it was so funny. Um, when she's in that little room with all the women at the Uh short bus, like in the beginning, and one of the women introduces herself and she's like, hi, I'm bitch. Do you remember that part? Yeah. And then in the credits, there's actually somebody called bitch. I think it's her. I just, it bitch. Yeah. Yeah. But like, who is bitch? Like, I I didn't Google. I didn't either. I was like, can you, but then, but then Sophia says, Hi, bitch. Yeah, I'm the funniest. That's exactly how I would. (laughs) How do you? Because it's a proper name. It's the person wants to be called that. How do I? (laughs) Hi, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, I have to also say that the whole vibe of Short Bus, like the Mm -hmm. place, reminded me so much of like Cabaret. Sure. And and the 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 guy who like runs the whole show, I forget what his uh, Justin Bond. Justin Bond, yeah. Mm-hmm. He um he's like the MC. Yeah. He's like the MC of like the whole place. It had yeah. like a and it's cool that the movie ends with a huge musical number as well. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something you would hear in like Hedwig and the Angry and Yeah. Like and the, like it's the like music very... in there, they they use that one that the bearded dude, what's his name? I can't remember. But, oh yeah. Uh, There's a band that plays uh, throughout. Yeah. It's like very melancholy. Scott like, Matthew is the dude's yeah. name. Yeah. And yeah. that song that he sings, language in the middle, that where the the uh, yeah. uh, the fan of the 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 two guys and yes. the mayor, the old mayor of New York, are having yes. their conversation. Oh my! What God. a heartbreaking song! And the music does so oh. much heavy lifting for that yes. moment to make it. Oh my so, God! Yes, and uh, and also that scene. Yeah. Which is, you know, the movie is great because it's like a, I guess, a collage, like a pastiche, if uh-huh. you will, uh-huh. of like, it's a love letter to New York City in a way, but like all yeah. the outcasts of New York City just ending up in this place and like the ex-mayor of New York having this like huge monologue that's just like uh, people come to New York City to be forgiven yeah. and like just like. Just the like the movie genuinely has some moments of like poetic gravitas like truly we're like they'll say one thing at the be you know like one thing that's like so perfectly like tied up in a bow like just gorgeous and like how they also um uh describe orgasms i know the dominatrix at at the beginning kind of like has a little speech where she describes what an orgasm feels like yeah and it's just like it's just again like it's explaining things that have never really probably been put into words yeah you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like really cool. Like and again, to see like poetic. Different people talk about it in different ways yes. as well. Like yeah. to see totally. all the many perspectives on this biological thing that we all yes. share. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So cool. And yeah. And not to say that um yeah, actually, personal anecdote. I uh I recently met someone who told me that they've only had three orgasms their entire life. Wow. And I thought that was like really interesting mm-hmm. because 
uh, for so many reasons, but it made me look at this movie a little bit with a different lens. Because I was like, yeah, we look at orgasms like a biological thing that everyone can do. And I think everyone can. But it's funny all the things that might prevent us from getting there at Mm. any given moment. And uh, again, it's like the moment of like extreme vulnerability Mm. that needs to happen. And her journey, Sophia's journey in the movie of not being able to let go, feeling like she's going to die and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like when, you know, it's just like, it's just an interesting debate. Like is, I guess, are orgasms like for everyone? Does everybody have them? Does not everybody have them? Is it like, it's just fascinating to think that uh, we can all probably biologically do it, but what's stopping us from being able to Yeah, at any given moment? And in different situations too. Like she's, yeah. she is having like tantric sex with her, her partner. Yeah. And then yeah. she's, uh, uh, you know, she the egg thing at the party. Yeah, at the She's party. The, the sensory deprivation center when her friend mm-hmm. is talking to her about, you know, going yep. back and using her, like, mind bank or whatever. And then yes. her on the bathroom floor by herself. Yeah. Trying to So just... many ways, like, so many, like, chasing this thing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And so much of our lives, I find, is, like, chasing things. It's yeah. just, like, chasing the good career, chasing the boyfriend or the girlfriend mm-hmm. or the wife, the husband, whatever. Chasing, like, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, and again... It makes me think about the end of the movie and go, yeah, maybe she's not chasing anymore. She just lets go. Yeah. And it's not about her having the orgasm. It's about like maybe just opening herself up enough to like experience the pleasure and not feel like something bad's going to happen yeah. or, or like yeah, having the vulnerability like, to, because yeah. she, she doesn't experiment sex like she she kisses Justin Bond there, but yes. she goes to yeah. short bus a bunch of nights and yeah. isn't and yeah isn't active like yeah, just yeah, like yeah. sits and watches and yeah. But there's yeah. something so warm and welcoming and uh, yes. um, um, vulnerable about that mm-hmm. couple that she had that really special moment with and yes. f- for her to right. give herself over to yeah. both of them in mm-hmm. that way. Finally. And also, I think there's like a uh, something to say about like shame. Yes. And I think why maybe some people might see this movie and be like, what is this piece of trash? Mm-hmm. Like it's pornography, mm-hmm. it's whatever. But you go, what's the part of them that's speaking? Is it like the shame yeah. or is it like genuinely? And and I just feel like just all human beings when it comes to sex react completely differently yeah. and and the, the movie kind of like explores that in a way as well like where where is shame might lie even though it's never spoken about like what what is the shame they're carrying yeah around that well yeah. and and the using of the shame like the the conversation between the mayor of new york and the yes. young guy the, yes. they're talking he's talking about everyone comes to new york to be forgiven he's like people thought i didn't do enough during the aids yeah. crisis and yeah. and i i carry that with me but and yeah. they think i didn't try but i did try and telling right. the kid like whatever your damage is it's yeah. it's not you, you tried and that yeah. moment of generosity that he gives mm. him yeah. to be vulnerable and that he returns with the kiss that the two yeah. Jamies experience. It's like there's so much totally. generosity Layers. happening yes. with, with everyone in that space. That's yeah, so cool. For sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The non-judgmental, like yeah. everyone is welcome here. It's okay. Yeah. We're going to help you. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just like this. Yeah. What a... What an orgy of emotion, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Isn't it's just it like, though? Yeah, isn't it though? Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to close out that the I I I was really interested in finding out about how successful this movie was. It yes. was made for about two million dollars, roughly estimated. Yep. Mm-hmm. It made one point nine domestically, and it made oh. five point two overall. Oh so wow! I was like, That's they like over double. They made their yeah. They yeah, made yeah. their money back. Yeah. So I will say, you know, I, when I was watching it, it did cross my mind. I, I was like. Did they make this for $5? You know what I mean? Um, It does seem scrappy. Yeah, it's scrappy and it has like shaky cam and it's not polished. But then again, like maybe again that the the filmmaking is a metaphor for also like sexuality. Yeah, how polished is our actual sexual lives? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, So yeah, but then the charm of it is also like, oh yeah, it's like kind of like can be a little clunky. It has like a lot of different genres that are like kind of like a melting pot. Like there's the animation, there's the comedy that like sometimes I found didn't quite work, but (laughs) then also like the, the really tender moments and like the genuine moments of laughter, like, hi, I'm bitch. Hi, bitch. Like there's just like, there's a lot in it. Like it's just, yeah. 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 You're, it's a really rewarding watching experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It really is. I think, yeah. And then you add some drops to it. Hey, and hey, you're hey. Like, hey, hey, you hey. Got yourself a night. <laughs> there you go. You have yourselves a night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our second segment, Stephanie, okay. which means it's time yeah. for yet another game. You ready for this one? Okay. I this, think so. Okay. This one is a rapid fire round <laughs> okay. called Reefer Madness. Reefer. Madness. I love it. It's not that rapid fire because we all smoke pot here, so who cares? <laughs> it's just a bunch of opinion questions. I'm yeah. just going to ask you and you can uh, uh, answer away. You ready to go? Perfect. Yes. By the way, yes. Reefer Madness, uh-huh. one of the funniest musicals also. Awesome. Like, I always have to bring it back to oh, musicals I with love... you and I in yes, the room anyway. Now. But yes, Reefer Madness. Have you ever it's done a movie Reefer too. Madness? No, I haven't. I wish. God, That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It is you a can ton watch of fun. it. Have you ever yeah. watched the original? Yes, way back when. Awesome. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Bless. So really great. Really, so Get great. super anyway. high. Watch Reefer Madness. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, <laughs> All right, I'm ready. First question. Are you a sativa diva, an Indicana Jones, or a hybrid or dibrid? <laughs> Let's say sativa diva. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite movie featuring cannabis. Oh, this is so easy. Happy Face. Have you seen Happy Face with I Anna? Have, yeah, Anna what's Faris. her name again? Anna, Anna Faris. Faris. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's so funny. Oh God, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. No one's ever yeah. said that Happy on the Face. show yet. I'm it's so like excited. It's like the pot movie. Like, I, love I can't that believe movie. nobody said that. Happy Face. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. She's fucking great. I really She's want her. She's so to. funny. I, I If I could be best friends with Anna Ferris, like, oh, like, hit me up. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. she's so funny. Like, where is she now? But she's she's so doing funny. her podcast, her. and she was just doing that thing with uh, uh, the TV show, Moms or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, the, where she plays canceled. a mom. That's how yeah, old yeah. we are, I guess. Yeah, like, she didn't used right. to play moms when <laughs> I was growing up. Yeah, Here we okay, were watching great. her scary movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, number yes. three, fictional or real person you'd most want to smoke with? Ooh, fictional or real person. Okay, well, I'm obsessed with Bo Burnham lately. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And honestly, I don't know if you've seen Inside on Netflix. Ten times. 
Yeah, okay, me too. And honestly, I am so turned on by his mind and his like his self-awareness. Yeah. And I can just imagine that it would be made better by cannabis. (laughs) And if I was in a room with him and I can't guarantee I wouldn't ask him to marry me. Let's just say that. Yeah, I love him. Bo Burnham. I just watched two nights ago Promising Young Woman, which he is. Oh, he's in it. Oh, uh, God, where can so I? Good. I must watch it immediately. It's on Crave. Oh, it's on Crave. Great. Yeah. Oh my you gosh. Check it yes. Out. I love. I it love was really him. Something I loved. Oh movie. yeah. Great. Um, fictional or real place you'd most want to smoke? <laughs> um, obviously, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> like the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I like love with all the that. candy and the Chocolate River. Now, yeah, you would want yeah. you would want to do it in the in the Willy Wonka version with uh, Gene Wilder rather than yeah. the Johnny. Duh! <laughs> Who wants to smoke in the D- Gene Wilder? Uh, yeah. the, sorry, the Gene Wilder. Johnny yes, of course, yes. not the Johnny Depp one. <laughs> My God, that Johnny Depp one was just so tragic on oh, so many levels. It really was. But I also want to say I definitely do not want to have a cannabis experience in the you know the boat scene in Willy Wonka. Oh, the boat where scene we with, are like, going. The chickens and the, <laughs> yeah oh my god not that part just the part where like there's like the candy and stuff absolutely, absolutely. yeah <laughs> save that experience for october maybe yeah oh god not even no thanks <laughs> yeah a <laughs> uh, movie that would be most improved if only the characters were smoking cannabis okay <laughs> okay i'm gonna pick a really dramatic one mm-hmm. okay so how about this uh, I want to save these characters from hardship, so I'm gonna say, <laughs> this is rude. Requiem for a dream. <laughs> you guys, you're like, just using the wrong substances. Don't do heroin. No, leave heroin. Here's alone. a joint. <laughs> right? Just listen to that soundtrack yeah. over and over again. You'll have an intense oh experience. Oh my god! Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't have the movie though if they were smoking weed and not That's doing heroin. That's the one so. point that people have pointed out about that question is that like yeah. the people have said like twelve angry men, but then <laughs> what, what movie do you have if they're all just like twelve men? So is it lunchtime yet? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like god, I don't know about you, but I need some snacks. Can <laughs> we, we get out of here? In the court, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. Um, And can you make the sound of your favorite consumption method? Oh, easy. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking it, you know? (laughs) That was so cartoony. Oh, yeah, wasn't it? I love that. Good. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm available for voice gigs if anybody needs me. Um, my phone number is. I'm represented by. <laughs> I live in Toronto for the foreseeable future. Yes. <laughs> I'm based in Toronto. I will be here for the foreseeable future. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Uh, All right. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we are going to puff or pass on short bus right here on Let's Bogart with Steffi T. Don't go anywhere. All right, Steffi, this is the end of the program. So this is where we puff or pass on short bus. Do you puff or pass? Yeah. Puff or pass. Oh, we puff. Yeah. Oh, for sure we puff. Yeah, that's And honestly, we puff because 
We puff because it is a movie experience like no other that you've yes. probably never had in yes. terms of watching a film. Definitely. Um, I also like weirdly would suggest watching it by yourself. Interesting. Because, yeah, you know what? I If I had been watching it with someone, I think I would have been a little uh have maybe shame around the reactions i was having or whatever yeah. and i think that uh, i was really happy that i was uh by myself kind of experiencing it to its full capacity without censoring myself sure yeah you know th so that's really interesting because the thing that i miss when watching it by myself is feeling like as an audience member, I am part of a community that has come oh, to see, right. which is part yes. of the sort of the story of the mm -hmm. thing. And Good point. by like when I watch like <laughs> like pornography alone, yes. like, there's a shame element to that that I think that sure. trying to buy a ticket to go see in the cinema, I would have loved mm -hmm. to have been able to see yes. this at like TIFF or whatever when it premiered. Yes, like that sure. would have been. Even if there's people who walked out or had visceral totally. reactions to it, I yeah. think having, seeing the different reactions to yeah. the same thing and being right. able to, like we're doing right now, talk about it with people. Yes, talk about I it. I think there is something yeah. in that. Uh, just be prepared. It says a lot. It does. You're, you're it, right. It says a lot of people's reactions. And it's weird because, you know, I miss going to theater so much as well because of the communal reactions yeah. to things that people have. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that I just said that. I don't. But again, I think it's because sexuality, and this is probably just so deeply ingrained in all of us that there's yeah. shame around sexuality yeah. when there isn't. Um, maybe is why I said that. I was like, you know what? I, I didn't want somebody to see me seeing it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like in a way, like, there, yeah. There is again, a freedom but... to let go. Like you said, like partway through yeah. that, uh, th there's by the time they're singing into each other's assholes and like sucking <laughs> each other's dicks off, it's yeah. uh, you're you're so not concentrated on that, no. and you don't have any like yeah. reaction to it. So to yeah. to have to perform that reaction, like oh, yes. this this thing that I'm seeing, yes, what? right. Oh my god, it's really something, right? Yeah, Might for sure. cloud your experience over yeah. the movie itself. Exactly, like doing the audible like thing that you would expect somebody to have, like sure. oh my gosh, I can't believe he's singing into that guy's <laughs> butt. Like I don't know, but you didn't have to do that. You could like chuckle and go like this yeah. is so funny or like this is so great, this is so real, whatever. Absolutely. And like, yeah, like, yeah. So I say like puff, puff away. I love it. And then watch it and then have an experience, you know, <laughs> go on the journey with these characters. There's there's a lot of layers to this movie. Uh, yeah, there truly is. There yeah. truly is. Okay, yeah. so this is the question that I'm going to ask you then. Okay. Somebody has taken these tingle drops by Veryville. They've watched Short Bus. They've just had yes. this climactic experience. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. Uh, <laughs> And they finish the movie, but they're not quite done their evening. They want to make it a double feature. Oh. What movie do they watch after Short Bus? Hey, okay. Um, you know what? While we were talking, I was thinking about this other movie that I loved when I saw it. It's intense, and it's two parts. Okay. I don't know if you've seen Nymphomaniac Holy by shit, Lars yeah. von Trier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it, it's a freaking experience. <laughs> um, but the movie is incredible. Yeah. Like, it's incredibly acted, incredibly shot. Mm -hmm. Everything about it is, like, 
just explosive like it is incredible and i think the dichotomy between short bus being so tender and soft and maybe nymphomaniac being pretty hardcore even the subject matter like there's not a lot of tenderness in it yeah it's brutal yeah i honestly think it might make a good like i guess technically triple feature honestly yeah Yeah, if you got three hours to spare like sorry six hours to spare to go for it (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think i i agree i think that's a really great triple feature but i i would probably watch nymphomaniac and nymphomaniac part two and then cap it off with short bus so at least you can leave it there's a tenderness to it remember that sex Mm -hmm. isn't just like horrible (laughs) yeah right remember that like yeah beauty and humanity (laughs) there's beauty and humanity yeah i think anytime you throw lars von trier into a double feature you start (laughs) with lars von trier you get that out of the way (laughs) because You're just like, oh, okay, how depressed do you want to get? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I love, yeah. like, his stuff, I love, like, Antichrist, but I turned yeah. off uh, at the house that Jack built, the one that he just released a little while oh, ago. Oh, I have not seen that one. And I'm going to be honest, I have not seen Antichrist. Antichrist um, is I've, something. I've read a lot about it, yeah. and after reading a lot about it, I decided to not watch it. <laughs> yeah, Actually, fair. I was like... I don't know if that kind of imagery is something I could get out of my brain. Yeah, it's So I hard. was like, I think, yeah, I have a really, like, really visual memory. Like, I'm really good at holding on to visual things. And I just He's felt like it wasn't for me. He's at the of his visual game in yeah, <laughs> so I, yeah, from what I've read, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the house that Jack built felt like it, it was, like... Lars von Trier's obviously uh, his films are very nihilist, but it's like yeah. nihilism with no relief, no humanity, no, no hope. Totally. And stuff. I'm like, I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, totally. To yeah, so like they would be really, really super different. Hey, did Lars also do Melancholia? Yes. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, so much. that's a but again, movie. unforgiving. Yes, literally unforgive it will just punch you in the face yeah. the entire like three hours you're watching it and just <laughs> destroy you at the end yeah it's a punishing experience <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really punishing, punishing. Yeah. yeah so maybe yeah so maybe you're right like you start with nymphomaniac sure. part one part two and then you can watch short bus and feel Half a little up. bit better yeah and <laughs> then uh world. yeah and then have the most blissful sleep i will say tingle drops make me sleep like a little baby oh yeah 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 Absolutely. like a little baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Amazing. There you have it. Well, Stephanie, yeah. thank you so much for doing this podcast. <laughs> this was I had such a blast. Can you tell the people uh, where they can find you and follow you online? Oh my gosh, I would love to. Uh, you can follow me on. Uh, wow, follow me. Yes, you can follow me <laughs> on Instagram at steffyd five on Twitter at steffyd three. And uh, yeah, I, you know what? I shot a bunch of things this year, which I'm very grateful for, uh-huh. that are going to be coming out. So uh, follow me on social media and I'll be sure to post it when, uh, when the things start to air. So oh, hopefully do. you can keep an eye out for me. We'll share it too. That's so exciting. <laughs> Would love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for doing the show, bud. Daniel, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this this felt like a momentous occasion. Yeah. And uh, I really, you know what? I'm really grateful that I got to speak about uh cannabis and sex today (laughs) like the two taboo two taboo ish things that's true you know and i think uh yeah yeah i I, this was really great so thank you thank you for being so open oh thank you having me on the show thank you thank you 
All right, buds, that's the conversation. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Uh, you can follow my guest, like she said, uh, Steffi D5 on Instagram. Uh, and you, you can follow her on Twitter at Steffi D3. <laughs> There's a lot of Steffi D's out there. I guess they're, they're, they were grabbing them up before uh, she was able to get on either Instagram or Twitter. Either way, both accounts worth following. She's great. If you haven't seen Come From Away in Toronto, it's coming back very soon. Uh, they're going to be doing performances again, and it's an excellent cast, an excellent show, and it's like 90 fucking minutes. It's amazing. You get to go in, have your heartstrings pulled, listen to some amazing Canadian music sung by some of the best Canadian singers across the country. And uh, theater is great, so you should support it. I would love to see everyone going to see some theater soon. Hopefully, uh, hopefully our numbers start going down so that we can all feel safe going into a big old theater. Uh, and you got to see Steffi D perform this. She's so good. She's really great at her role. Um, uh, you can follow the guy who did all the music for the podcast, JJ Thompson at JJ and his dog. You can follow JJ and Alyssa, JJ and the Pillars. Uh, always doing good stuff. JJ and the Pillars have a new single out uh, that they released a few weeks ago, and it's awesome. You got to check it out. So check that out on Spotify and JJ and the Pillars. Um, you can follow me at Daniel Williston on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the uh, podcast Let's Bogart at Let's Bogart on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Tell somebody who likes uh, uh, cannabis. Tell somebody who likes movies tell somebody who likes canadian podcasts that this is one to listen to it's one you listen to and it's one you like i i think that's going to be the easiest way for me to get uh, uh the word out there about the the program so i'd, I'd appreciate it and thank you for listening you're awesome where can i follow you drop me a line hit me with an at or a comment or something i love following interesting people I love knowing who uh, each of you buds are, because you're great. <laughs> well, this is the last uh, this is the last November one. So next week we are starting with some Christmas shows. We're gonna be doing alternative Christmas movies. Movies that I consider or that the world considers Christmas movies that aren't necessarily, you know, the the tried and true. The, we're not gonna do a Christmas carol. Okay. I'm going to edit that out, I promise. All right. Uh, Yeah, take care of yourselves. Hope that uh, everything is great out there. Stay warm and tune in next week when we bogart once more. I find that, like, often I think sex is depicted as being, like, a destination, you know? And, like, in this, like, I guess the way that you're describing, maybe the ending isn't about uh, her having the orgasm. It's about her just letting go. They go, like, right. It's, like, the journey. Again, it's just, like, the journey. Like, it shouldn't just be about the destination. It's, like, what happens in between, you know? And, yeah, like, yeah. Brilliant in so many ways. <laughs>